Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of CookieCast. Today on CookieCast, it's Laces Out, the NFL podcast. We've got a special guest, which is the way we like to do things on the Laces Out podcast. We get special guests in to predict games. Games, games, games. Before we get started, please do consider like, share, subscribe, and comment. Drop any reviews you want to drop and share the podcast around how you see fit. If you have a NFL fan in your life, send this podcast their way. Right, let's get started. So here we go. This is CookieCast, Laces Out. Recording in progress. There we go. That can only mean that it's that time of the week. Paul, what time of the week is it? Is it lunchtime? No, can't be. I've had my tea. Okay. Is it something to do with tying laces? Tying one on podcast. Beautiful. Let's have a beer. No? Is it the Laces Out podcast? It is indeed the Laces Out podcast. I am here. Paul Williams, the co-host with Mouse Host, is also here. Our special guest is not here. We've got an even more special guest. We've got a more special guest. Now then. He'd already pulled down double duty um, on the roster for this season. And it might be a situation that he's picking up triple duty. Or he might have to swap with what was our guest, Mr. Matthew Moore. Welcome to you, Stuart Woodmancy, our stand-in, very special guest. Hello, hello, hello. How are you doing, sir? Uh, Not too bad. You in, you are you enjoying the completely uneventful NFL season so far? Um, most of my enjoyment is purely based on the fantasy results, so let's go with no, not really. And have you picked out your Jets jersey to purchase yet? Now that we're, oh, now now we're all Jets fans because that that's cool now, yeah. Do we have to get because of the way the season's going? Do we not get like? one of them half and half things and get jets and dolphins is that not how this goes i'm going all i'm going all out dolphins personally but that's just me look fins at fins up bro fins up bro absolutely did anybody see the video of the the dolphins win and and dolphin fans don't know what to do <laughs> there was the guy <laughs> telling all the bills fans to enjoy the flight home and the bills fans were like what <laughs> and he's like enjoy the flight home bro So, where do we start? Where do we go? Well, usually, at this part of the podcast, this would be where we'd ask the guest to provide their season-long picks. Stu, give us Matt's season-long pick. Obviously, anyone who tuned into week two of the podcast knows what Stu's already picked as his series, the season-long picks. Damn it. So, I suppose it just basically gives me the chance to say, are you still happy with your picks? Uh, I, I, 
is is anybody happy with picks that they made relatively early in the season at this point in time? Well, I mean, obviously the people out there who picked a Raiders, they're, they're the only team who are winless, aren't they? Yeah. Um, I, be- I believe that the Raiders are the only 0-3 team. Um, so anyone who put them in the Super Bowl obviously wants their, wants their head examining first of all. Wants their money back. Probably is not looking too healthy at this particular point. It's, but, it's still early. So Stu is one of three people so far to have picked a Bills, Bucks, Super Bowl. With the Bills winning and the Josh Allen, and Josh Allen to be the MVP, still happy with that? Yeah, they'll be fine. They'll all come good in with that. I mean, the book side of it is just nonsense, but that's, that's just. I, I, I'd like. I'd now, like my if anything, back. that's probably the least happy because I mean he's going to pack up sometime, and I'm pretty sure it's going to be this season now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is. But he's. Um, Brady, Brady, what is he? Is he going to see Christmas at this rate? The rate his play started. I'm telling you, I I said it at the possibly even week one or possibly even preseason review. I don't think he's lasting the season. He's got do you? You can just tell. You can just tell in his demeanour something. Something's off. Do you? And obviously, there's all these like sort of personal personal issues, stories doing the rounds. I'll be amazed if he sees out the season. Do you I foresee injury? Feel like he's going to need the sponsorship money from the Microsoft Surface protectors that he's clearly going to start and pick up the sponsorship for. Can you imagine if after all that he just gets sued by Microsoft for damage to their property? And stuff? <laughs> but yeah, so obviously there's no season-long predictions to go for, so we might as well dive straight into week threes predictions and see how we uh, how we fared on that one so obviously it was myself Andy and our last week's special guest was Rob Rafton we each picked all of the 16 games and despite all picking slightly differently not entirely sure how we've done this but we've all ended up with seven out of 16 picks correct amazing so, we went into the we went into the game. We went into the Giants Cowboys game with me with seven out of fifteen, Andy and Rob with six out of fifteen, <laughs> and then obviously the Cowboys did me over. Didn't allow the Giants to have the win to get me to eight points. Got Andy and Rob back to seven, so we have a three-way tie. Now, I didn't want to start doing thirds of points and things like that. So I just gave everyone half a point from a predictions perspective. I was going to say, I presume it's a half a point situation on that one. Exactly. Otherwise, we would have had myself on one and three quarters of a point and Andy and the guest on, oh good lord, something like 0.83 of a point or something like that. And my head just couldn't do the maths. So (laughs) to make it easier... Speaking... I just went for half points across yeah, the Yeah, um, Really quickly, speaking of the Cowboys, how are they doing without Dak Prescott? Oh, you mean Cooper Rush? Three starts, three wins as the Cowboys quarterback. That's interesting, isn't it? Might that go up in the stat pack? Is it interesting? On? Who knows? Who knows? 
But yes, so, like I said, <laughs> unbelievably, despite the fact that we all picked differently, we all end up with seven points out of 16. So again, we're all buying under under 500, which is appallingly bad, but this season is just <laughs> that unpredictable that... I mean, we had a tie in week one, so as soon as that happened, you could basically just rip everything up and just start again, so... What we do have to go through, however, is the side bet picks. Oh, I don't like now, this. As you, might, as you might recall, ladies and gentlemen, from last week, Andy went a perfect 0-4 on his picks. <laughs> Did he do any better this week? Probably not. He started off with his absolute banker pick. The Buffalo Bills to beat the Miami Dolphins. That's no. I don't want to play this game anymore. <laughs> he had also picked the Kansas City Chiefs to beat the Indianapolis Colts. That's a big no on that one, I'm afraid. He did, however, have the Baltimore Ravens to beat the New England Patriots, big tick, and the Chicago Bears to beat the Houston Texans. Big tick there. Two delicious points for Andy. Moves him on to four points from the three weeks played. I, on the other hand, had picked the Chargers to beat the Jaguars. Oh dear. The Saints. I'm trying to look for the Saints. I can't find the Saints. Where are the Saints? The Saints to beat the Panthers. That didn't happen. I did, however, have the Bengals to beat the Jets. Thank you, Joe, for throwing a couple of interceptions, you beautiful, terrible player. And the Eagles to take care of business against the Washington Commanders. So, again, two points for me there, moving me on to eight points for the week. So, not for the week, for the season, apologies. So, as it stands at week three, Andy is on four from a max, from, from a possible 12. I'm on eight from a possible 12. I tell you this much, this, this, oh, week's, this week's picks will be a little different. Well, who can tell? Who can tell? Before before we get into week four's predictions, I believe, just to wrap up nicely uh, game week three, I believe we have some tasty stats. You would be correct. And the stats look a little something like this. These are the stats for the... Week 3 of the 2022 season. Credit to Nate Davis of USA Today, but let's face it, credit to the stats mistress for uh, still continuing to bring us the juiciest stats around. Stat number 1 for week 3 is this. The Atlanta Falcons, Carolina Panthers, and the reigning AFC champion Cincinnati Bengals are off the zero with all of them winning their Sunday games. Ditto, the Tennessee Titans, who effectively won an elimination game with the Las Vegas Raiders, leaving their team the only 0-3. There you go, there's, there's your stat from early. Now for a big one. Number two, the Buffalo Bills suffered their first loss of the season. 21-19 against the Dolphins, despite outgaining Miami, 497 
to 212 and running 51 more offensive plays than the Dolphins. The Dolphins have questions to answer after Tungavailoa returned to action despite suffering what appeared to be a first half head injury that left him staggering on the field and held up by teammates. That looked horrible. And he even got brought up in our in our chat, didn't he? And the speed at which the memes came out is is gotta be a, some kind of record. Uh, the NFL Players Association initiated a review of the team's handling of Tungvaloa's injury, as the injury was characterized as a lower back issue, not one involving the quarterback's head. I had uh, seen something about this a little bit earlier today and they were hammering on about it being his back instead and it showed the hit again which wasn't nice to see for another, another time but it they said that he jarred his back as he as he hit the deck and as he went to stand up his back just locked I'm looking at that again thinking no it's not no but as we know one is handled one way and one is handled another way so you decide. Uh, my third and for me final um, stat is about the Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers got the best of Tom Brady's Buccaneers with a 14 12 score. Rodgers and Brady combined for 526 yards and three touchdowns passing. Though TB12's inability to get a two-point conversion attempt off before the play clock expired ultimately doomed Tampa Bay's comeback bid in the final seconds. There's a few holes over there at Tampa Bay, me feels. Paul, I believe you're up next with some stats. Certainly am, Mr. Cook. So we continue the stats with... The New England Patriots had a season-high 447 yards of total offence in Sunday's loss to the Baltimore Ravens. But quarterback Mac Jones hopped off the field at game's end with what appeared to be a very painful ankle injury. If New England has to go with quarterback Brian Hoyer for any extended period of time, Bill Belichick and co. could be in serious trouble. I think I'd seen with that that he has actually been diagnosed with a high ankle sprain, so he's going to miss at least this week, but possibly longer. Did you guys see the Belichick interview? Oh, still the, still the wordsmith as ever. Was it a case of, how did you feel the game went today, Bill? Terrible. Pretty much. It was, it was, about, it was about injuries and he was like, he's fine. Current MVP frontrunner. Though Jalen Hurts has a claim too, it might be Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson, who's now accounted for 12 touchdowns in three games after throwing for four and running for one in Sunday's 37-26 defeat of the Pats. Jackson has also rushed for more than 100 yards in successive weeks and has done so a dozen times in his career, extending his own league record amongst quarterbacks that he'd set the week previously. Lastly, on Sunday, he became the first player during the Super Bowl era since 1966, to rush for at least 100 yards and throw for at least three touchdowns in back-to-back games. You don't hear a stat like that every week. The guy's an absolute beast. He certainly does does seem to be. 
Carson Wentz's old team, the Eagles, did not seem to miss their former quarterback at all in a 24-8 shellacking of Wentz's Washington commanders. Once were sacked a career high nine times by his former teammates, and don't think for a second that they would have li- would like just gone lightly on him when they were just getting off the pile. So that it's been like, sorry, mm. mate. Let me help you with that, easier, dude. And finally, for me. Los Angeles Rams star Aaron Donald collected his 100th career sack, a shoestring tackle of Cardinals quarterback Kyler Murray. Donald, Donald has averaged 0.77 sacks per game over the course of his nine-year career. Donald hit the century mark in just 130 games, which is ridiculous. That is bonkers. Making him the fastest interior lineman in league history to reach that benchmark. So that's... And that the weirdest thing about that is there's going to be games where he's recorded no sacks. So he'll have had games where he'll have had multiple sacks, yep. which is just crazy when yep. you think about it. Uh, that thus ends my portion of the stats, just for uh, Mr. Woodmancy to take us home. Okay, okay, so if you need a reminder that betting on NFL games should solely be done for entertainment purposes, hopefully you are entertained as the Indianapolis, uh, Indianapolis Colts beat the seemingly elite Kansas City Chiefs 2017. Kansas City quarterback Patrick Mahomes threw his first interception of the 2022 season on his team's final play to seal the win for Indy. Mahomes expressed his displeasure with the offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy regarding the Chiefs' lack of urgency to get into field goal range at the end of the first half, instead willing to let the clock run out whilst nursing a 14-10 lead. Wouldn't have mattered anyway. The kicker would have just missed it. It didn't matter. The kicker was terrible. See, look at Paul's happy smiling face on the YouTube and just watch how it's about to get even bigger with the reveal of the next stat. Interim New York Jets quarterback Joe Flacco turned the ball over four times on Sunday. Two interceptions and two fumbles. If the New York Jets weren't already inclined to ground Flacco in favour of Zach Wilson, who's recovering from pre-season knee surgery... Sunday's performance miss with a decision. He's, Happy Paul. He's saying oh, he's back, no. isn't he? Oh, what a shame. He's such a great player. Oh, Paul is, dear. Paul is this should the, not be happening to him. He's packing the jersey away at the end of the podcast, aren't you, Paul? For, uh... <sighs> there, is, there is no jersey. There never was a jersey. There never will be a jersey. Uh, you leave that one I mean, with me, son. You leave that one with me. <laughs> clearly on the wedding present list. Anyway, props to LA Chargers quarterback Justin Herbert for suiting up with those tender ribs, but he probably should have taken the week off. The rest of his team did in the 38-10 loss to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jacksonville quarterback Trevor Lawrence was touted as a generational prospect when he was taken first overall in the 2021 draft, and he's now playing his best professional football with five touchdown passes and no turnovers during his team's two game win streak just, uh, just, even, just to quickly add into that that was his first win away from Jacksonville as well so. uh, if the season ended today it doesn't uh, the Jaguars 2-1 and one, would be AFC South champions and a number 2 playoff seed I am pretty sure that's not the only time that Jacksonville have been described as number a uh, number two in the. Uh, oh, <laughs> oh, Tony Khan's gone wild. <laughs> and that is it. That wraps up my uh, my section. 
Do you know what? I'm I'm not I'm not that down on the Jags now. I think they're, they're looking like they're putting, they're putting together quite a nice little team there. Here we go. It begins. Oh, the Jags. They're great again. Again? <laughs> oh, yeah, because the Jags have been great in the past. Again? They had that one good when? season. That was it. Well, oh, yeah. We can all spot the Jags now. I'm going to go upstairs and I'm going to get my Miami Dolphins jersey on. And then we can talk. It's all it's all propaganda based because bear in mind we're doing an NFL podcast in the UK in the week that the Jags are over here, so uh, it's, all, no. it's, it's all it's all timing. It's not the Jags this week. Oh, is it not? Oh, okay, maybe uh, we've keep... got we've got that little gem to look forward to. So don't worry, oh. Tony will be bringing his boys over in the next couple in the next coming weeks. So, it's funny. so they've got another few few good weeks, is what he's telling us now. <laughs> I I trade. I couldn't possibly comment about going to see the Jags live at any point in the near future. And on that bombshell, we move into week four. So obviously we've all put in our predictions for this week's uh, this week's games, which we will go through now. Um, not wanting to spoil anything, but the first game is the only game that mine and Andy's opinion differs on. The other 15, we've picked the exact same result. So, our entire week's score is based on Thursday Night Football. Awesome. That's amazing. (laughs) So basically, whichever one of us gets this right, has basically... Has won the week. (laughs) Has won the week after Thursday. Unless, unless Mr. Woodmancy's picks put him in the driving seat. So, the week starts with... The aforementioned three and Miami Dolphins traveling to the defending AFC champion Cincinnati Bengals. Mister Cook believes that the undefeated start will continue, whereas myself and Stu have backed the Bengals to get the win here. Then we have the early kickoff, which is the first of the three London games this season, where we have the Minnesota Vikings traveling to take on the New Orleans Saints. Uh, the Hot Totty, as the Around the NFL Boys refer to the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Um, both myself and Andy have gone with the Vikings to get the road win here, whereas Stu's backing the Saints. We then move to the 6 o'clock slot of games, where we have the Cleveland Browns taking on the Atlanta Falcons. We've gone for a clean sweep on the Browns. The Buffalo Bills taking on the Baltimore Ravens in Baltimore. Strangely, we've all gone for the Bills on this one, even though we're coming off the back of a Bills loss and a Ravens comprehensive win against the Patriots. Um, we have the Dallas Cowboys at home to the Washington Commanders. We've all picked the Cowboys to get the win there. Obviously, we're, uh, we're liking uh, a little bit of rush there, clearly. We've all gone for the Lions to beat the Seahawks in Detroit. Again, we've all gone for the Chargers to beat the Texans in Houston. The Colts to take care of business at home against the Titans. We have a difference of opinion when it comes to the Chicago Bears travelling to New York to take on the Giants. Myself and Andy have both gone for the Giants in this one, whereas Stu's gone for the Bears. I'm assuming he's presuming there's going to be another downpour and that the, uh, the, the, the pitch will just become like a swimming pool again. Something like that. It, it was more along the lines of everything I thought would happen this season hasn't, and that was one that 
probably should go the other way, so I just threw a curveball in. Sensible, sensible, you can't argue with that. Um, next up, we've got the Jag, uh, the Jags taking on the, the Eagles in Philly. No shock, we've all gone for the Eagles home win there. Um, they've got the Jets travelling to Pittsburgh to take on the Steelers. We've all gone for the Steelers, regardless of the fact that Joe Flacco might not be playing. What a shame. Next up, we've got the Cardinals taking on the Panthers in Carolina, and we've gone for Cardinals across the board there. We've also gone for the Packers to take care of business in in Green Bay against the Patriots. Um, The last one of the Sunday evening games, we have the Broncos taking on the Raiders. Myself and Andy have gone for the Raiders to snap their losing streak, whereas Stu's obviously thinking that Russ is going to cook up something in Las Vegas. Let's see, let's see. Finally, well, sorry, we move into the uh, primetime games. We have the Kansas City Chiefs travelling to Tampa Bay to take on the Buccaneers. Stu's gone for the Bucs to get the home win here, whereas myself and Andy obviously feel that the Chiefs are slightly stronger than the Bucs at this particular time. And we finish the week with the Monday Night Football where the LA Rams travel to San Francisco to take on the 49ers and we have all gone for the Rams to get the win in that particular game. That's the week four predictions done. The only thing really that's left is for the side bet picks to be done. But before we do that, we are going to take just a tiny little break to really think about the things that we want to do for those picks really home in on the, the absolute favourites and not make rasticisms. So we're going to take a small break and come back once we've cleared our minds and we're in the right frame of mind to, to make those picks. Join us in a moment. Recording in progress. Just like, Just that. like that. We're back. So, as we said before, we had the little break. We just had the week four side bet picks to put in place. Now, obviously, Andy and myself both got two last week. But as I'm ahead still in the standings, I believe it will be Andy's goal to have first dibs on this week's picks. So, up to you, Mr. Cook. What is your first pick for this week? So, I know that I've I've mentioned it and I know that you guys thought I was joking. Uh, I absolutely wasn't joking. I'm targeting certain teams this week to uh, to bring home the gold for me. Once this actually lets me in, I can tell you which is my first pick. Oh, you see, a, a, a normal person would have been more organised, knowing full well that this takes an absolute age to work through. Okay. Are you ready for this? Oh, very much so. My pick for week four, absolute banker. The Miami Dolphins to beat the Cincinnati Bengals. Tell you something, he's starting off with an an absolute doozy, ladies and gentlemen. How how, um, bold of him, shall I say? Right, so I get the next two picks then. Right. 
Sorry, Trevor, you got your first road win last week, but you are getting one this week. I'm going to go for the Philadelphia Eagles to take care of Biznatch against the Jacksonville Jaguars. And for my second pick, I will have the Lions. Ah, oh, yes, beat the Seahawks. Your next two, Mr. Cook. So, mark this one on your calendar. This is the day that I. Pick the Dallas Cowboys to win a game as a banker. They were on my list, I'm not going to lie. And your next one? We're getting a little bit out of the, the, the area I wanted to be in this week, but Los Angeles Chargers. To beat the Houston that Texans. Be, that was going to be my next. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Yeah, filthy mm. animal. Mm, yes, yes. Right then. So I've got two to round it out, and then obviously Andy will get the last pick. Right then. I'll go for the Giants. To beat the Bears. Yep. And to finish off my pudding, if you will. The dessert. The dessert, indeed. I'll go for... I'm going to go... This is probably a little bit of a a risky one. I can't see the Raiders being 0-4. So I'm going to go for the Raiders to beat the Broncos. So that that game has tempted me so much. I actually wanted... I, I did want to mention... Um, me and the Stats Mistress watched, uh, watched the, the Broncos game uh, the week just gone. And although Russell Wilson looks pretty much like Russell Wilson... There's not a lot of protection there for him for whatever reason, and you know me, I could go on all day about this, but the protection doesn't seem to be there. And I said at one point, I was like, "Will he have the most yards of any player on that team right now?" Because he seemed to be having to do a lot of the work himself. Not entirely sure what the situation there is. I know it's not been the smoothest transition. So I kept looking at that game, going. But, as you have taken it, my final pick is the Aaron Rodgers-led Green Bay Packers doing one over Bill Belichick's New England Patriots. It's a standard pick, that, especially if Matt Jones is definitely not going to be playing. That is the thing I was looking at. I was like, if he's, if he's not playing, or if he's just playing with an injury... It's kind of it's kind of a done deal that one. That, that's the thing. Even if he even if he suits up, you can't imagine he's going to be anywhere near a hundred percent. So, so just to clarify on that one, for side bet week number four, Andy's four bankers to win are the Miami Dolphins at Cincinnati, 
The Dallas Cowboys at home to the Washington Commanders. The San Diego Los Angeles Chargers at the Houston Texans and the Green Bay Packers at home to the New England Patriots. Whereas my four picks are Philadelphia Eagles at home to the Jacksonville Jaguars, the Detroit Lions at home to the Seattle Seahawks, the New York Giants at home to the Chicago Bears, and the Las Vegas Raiders at home to the Denver Broncos. I am very much a homer for this week. That's your side bet week four, ladies and gentlemen. Your week four predictions all done. Is there any is there any other things to uh, to discuss, uh, gentlemen, uh, or have we taken enough of these uh, lovely people's time? I mean, there is. Um, I mentioned to you guys off recording, but um, something to throw out would be uh, Miles Garrett's car crash. Mm. Um, I was saying I'd seen a video of the car. The car looks horrific. It's amazing that he has sort of walked away with what might be considered minimal injuries. Uh, but apparently his week four status is uh, undecided. I think the car crash probably decided his status on that one. It's, it's pretty crazy when you think about it. Um, obviously, we covered it in the predictions uh, in the fact that the second game of the week is the first of the international games. That's what I was going to go on to. This is the first season when they're going to bring a Germany game into the uh, into the record into the schedule. Nothing schedule. Yeah, I couldn't think of any word that was that there was absolutely nothing popping into my head. Not even a single word. I was literally blank. But yes, into the schedule. I don't know what week that is, but obviously this is the first week of the international games. Um, I, I think that of of the games that have been brought over here. Viking Saints is probably one of the better ones that we've had in the in the yeah. in the recent past. I'd say fair enough. You're not getting Drew Brees as the Saints quarterback, but you are getting the turnover machine that is Jameis Winston. So, <laughs> and if you're not getting him, you're going to get the Red Rifle. So, Dolan scale, baby. No, no, not seen a bit of Andy. Dolan. I'm I'm good, thank you. I'm I'm good. <laughs> Andy Dalton, clearly not on one of Andy's uh, better lists there. But yeah, I think it should be a good game. Obviously, it'll it'll have a full sellout at the uh, the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. I dare say the coverage will be as good as ever on uh, Sky or on the NFL Network if you've got the access to that. Yep. Um, I uh, I believe you may have said earlier in the uh, in the recording that you may be partaking of a game. In the international series this year, this year, myself and last week's guest, Mr. Rob Rafton, are making uh, what sound it's starting to sound like a bit of a treacherous journey uh, over to uh, one of the Wembley games. Um, so once again, I'll get to see Russell Wilson suit up, but in an, in a different suit. So you know. Um, very much looking forward to it. Uh, the last one was was it? it it's a. I, I'm 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 not sure what how much you guys have seen of live NFL football. Um, it's it it really is a different beast being there. Um, 
we were we were the second to last row last time, so the players were about that big. Um, but, but still, it's it's an amazing sort of experience. Um, so yes, uh, looking forward to that. But it's like at this point, it's still like a month away. It's like uh, okay, so yeah. Uh, but yeah, the 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 England uh, the the UK games um, always bring that little bit of a little bit of excitement because you get an earlier game. You get to watch watch football in the light because it just gets, it just gets <laughs> dark, is, darker and darker. That is that is always the joy the joy of it. And then obviously when the clocks go back or forward, I always forget which fall one back. It is. I think it's back. back. We get we get that extra hour, and it normally falls on the same weekend that a wrestling pay per view is usually on. So that that obviously plays into our hands as well. Um, and just going back to the UK games, obviously this year the Green Bay Packers are coming over to the UK to play a game as well, and that means that all thirty two teams will have played a game in the UK after the Packers have played their game this season. So that's on. Want to tick off from a UK perspective? I dare say. I know. Um, I know Matthew Moore shared in our group. Uh, if anybody's not seen it before, but um, the the Spurs uh, transformation from football pitch to NFL uh, is I I watch it every year because it's just I think it's just it's just fantastic to sort of see that you know it's a real life transformer. <laughs> that stadium is. Next level. It's yeah. uh, it's just a shame they don't have the uh, team to play inside. It, it's really like um, like mesmerising to see yeah. it. Like the way yeah. that like the pitch like drops a bit and then like the side bits lift up and the extra seats got it. Like the the design and thought that has gone into that to get it all to be functional is just incredible. What happens I when think... you get some of that NFL money in it? <laughs> I think. Um... The, the 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 team that must have put that in place at Tottenham must be in charge of the renovations going on at the, at the Bernabeu at Madrid because I've seen a I'd seen a video in the past where they were basically setting their pitch up to be exactly the same so obviously you'll have the football surface from the majority of the time there but then that can be rolled out and you can bring in an NFL surface so they're obviously going to be pulling for games to be played in Spain. I think that I think that's listed as a possible for next year. As, yeah, as soon as I think as the Bernabeu, the Bernabeu is, I think it is scheduled to be in, to be completed by the end of this season at least. So you're looking at what May 2023, where it should be completed by. So you'd imagine that yeah. that would open the possibility for next season's games to be uh, to be done in Spain. I don't know if they're planning on keeping a Germany game every year. Um, or if it's going to rotate around Europe to to get the game from from what I saw, uh, uh, like last year, the sort of the plans were to just like the, the once Germany was added, it would be a permanent, and then once like Spain added, and then they would look at other sort of European cities. Obviously, there's the the Mexico game that happens and then doesn't happen and. Stuff like that. So, depending on the state of the pitch. Yep. But yes, I uh, I have been to some of the London games in the past. 
Uh, sadly, I've not been able to get to uh, to any for the last ten years or so. But um, I dare say there'll be one in the future that'll uh, that'll get attended. Um, you've never had the job. Have you? Have you been to one yet, Stu? Nope. I've I've because uh, every time I've been to the states, it's always been um, either out of season just before it starts, or it's been with the when we were in New York. Obviously, New York is still quite a long way away from the actual grounds, but also the the, the teams weren't there the week that we were. So, um, yeah, it's it's definitely something I'd, I'd want to do. Um, I'd, I'd, it would very much depend on the team as well, I think. So, I don't think I could bring myself to, to go just for the sake of it. But if it was... Uh, t- like two teams that I wouldn't mind seeing, even if they're not my teams, I'd quite happily go and uh, go and watch it. I imagine that was a majority of the pull this year when the Packers were announced as the team because you're not really going to get that many more chances to see Aaron Rodgers play, especially in England. Mm-hmm. So I imagine the uh, the uptake of tickets for the Packers game was very high. Mm, but, I, um, friend friend uh, over this way who is is a Packers fan. Um, also is into wrestling, so he's he's had the joy of having to get two two very hot tickets this year in terms of he went to the pay per view in in Wales and he also managed to get Packers tickets as well. So he uh, done pretty well this time round, Jake. So there you have it. Another week done and dusted, Mister Cook. Indeed, it is. All that's left is thanks, Stu, for stepping in for Matt. Matt. You you owe us a, a guest spot. Well, let's put it that way. Um, didn't, didn't you put his season pick down as the Yankees to make the Super Bowl now for him not being here? Mm-hmm. Well, he's he's basically just ended up with a Giants Jets Super Bowl, so <laughs> it's probably closer than me at this point. So. <laughs> uh, it's my job to thank my co-host, Mr. Williams, for helping me. With the duties that we have here, which is bringing a sport that's not from our country all the way across the pond onto our shores and into your ears, or in fact, eyeballs. Big thank you for watchers, listeners, uh, subscribers, all of the above, all of the below. And we will see you next week with no doubt another very special guest. Until then, goodbye. There you go, what do you think to that? Big thank you to Stu for stepping in for Matt, who was unavailable. We hope to catch up with Matt in an NFL capacity further into the season. But like I say, big thank you to Stu. Big thank you to you for listening along or watching along. Depends how you get the podcast. Before you go, if I can ask you one last thing, please do think about liking, sharing, subscribing and commenting. You can drop reviews and... Give the podcast to friends, family, and loved ones. If you fancy our website, well, cookiecast.com has got social media links and an email button so you can get in touch with us. That's it for this one. Till next time, I'm going to say bye, and I'll see you then. This has been another episode of CookieCast. If you enjoyed this episode, please like, share, and subscribe.